Welcome. Hello. Okay, we are starting. Guys, gals, everybody, welcome to this episode of The Hook with me, Morgan J. I'm your host, and boy, do we have a wonderful episode with a wonderful person who I've had the pleasure of doing many a show with. He is absolutely talented. He's a multi-hyphenate. He does music. He does design. He does art. He does... I mean, damn, this dude literally does everything one can do and should do. Oh, I'm getting a text from the universe that says you should listen to this episode. I'm talking about Mike Wright. Mike Wright is a comedian who has appeared on Comedy Central. He was an MTV VJ. I would say even one of the last of a dying breed of MTV VJs. Uh, He is currently in a band. He's touring. He is working on so many different projects, and honestly, he's an all-around very inspiring, very dope human being, and honestly, a little intimidating. His confidence, I'm going to say, I don't know if you heard all that, Mm. his confidence is truly brimming and exploding, and I I really like talking to him, and I think one of the things I took away from this the most is that, and I hope you guys take away is too, is that believing in yourself is fucking cool, Okay? Believing in yourself is cool. So if you're somebody who's filled with doubts, cut that shit out because believing in yourself is kind of the new thing nowadays. So with that being said, y'all, please enjoy this episode of The Hook with Mike Wright. How would you how would you think you would define yourself if you could define yourself? Um, and you could you could be as you could be as uh, grand as you want, you know, multimedia artist if you want to do it that way, or if you whatever you want. Um, mm, I I think artist. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think genius is? I I I saw a talk about genius was the ability to interpret uh, inspiration. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds good. Because I, I am often inspired by a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how like small or minute they are. You know what right. I mean? It kind of gets my brain going. Um, I would just say a genius to me is a person who can connect seemingly unconnectable things. Yeah. So like seeing how uh, certain things relate to each other that other people are not picking up on. Thinking about Steve Jobs and about how he put like a phone in the... The camera, the phone, the the t- like all of it yeah. in one, right? Yeah. But he didn't really like design it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but it, I'm sure he was like, why are we carrying around five different things For sure. when this could just be one thing? Do you remember the USB uh, flip? Do you, ever, you know what I'm talking about? It was like... Oh, the flip camera. The flip camera, and yeah. it had like a USB in it, and you just set it up? Yeah. Because I used to start filming my sets like that. Yeah. And it was just a little... You, ever, you don't know this. Cause, do you know what this is? Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> in uh, in the sixth grade, my, my the teacher... sixth grade, this son of a bitch. My teacher brought one to sixth grade camp. And okay. actually, my first editing job was editing that footage from that flip camera. Damn, I remember... Like, so, yeah, because I was carrying around a flip camera, 
a flip phone, flip camera, flip phone, iPod, iP- a, a, a recorder. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So you think genius is the ability to, to, to make connections between things. You ever, yeah. do, you ever do mushrooms? Yes. You do it regularly? Um, no, I've only done it a handful of times. Cause you know, that's what it does. It, what it does. Cause like the way it was described to me, which I thought was a really great way to describe it was, you know, your brain has these pathways that, that are, that are more or less set in stone, kind of like a river carving through a canyon. You know okay. what I mean? And then when you take mushrooms, what happens is the whole brain is flooded. So that way water, let's just say, can, can reach other parts of the brain and make connections that normally wouldn't happen. Yeah. You know? I'm a big proponent of the mushroom <laughs> trip. I've done it a couple of times. I microdose. I like it. Yeah. Helpful. Anxiety. You ever do it? I've never done it, but uh, I've considered. You should You should do it. Right, I'm thinking about it, yeah. You should. My I'm sister's been some. thinking about it, too. Um, my, my best friend did it, and it changed him. So. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. It should, how did it change? I'm just curious. I know this is, we're talking to Mike, but I'm really curious <laughs> yeah, about this. No. this uh, he, By the way, we're talking to Topher, who's off screen. He's my intern. What's that? And he has a microphone. I should have a camera on him, but we will. <laughs> Um, so my friend did shrooms, uh, he was interested in it for a long time, but he, he, for, he, he goes, he goes through like periods of like, uh, just not being motivated. Um, and he would, uh, you know, he, he'd just be late to stuff. He would, um, he would just get down on himself about his art and stuff. And then his buddy convinced him to do shrooms with him. And, uh, after that he was on time for, I'd say a good three months. (laughs) You know, yeah, I, I just I wanted to do the, stuff. That's about the period. Like uh, every time I do a major trip, like I'd say like, I don't know, maybe three or three to six months. I'm, I'm like a new person. And then I kind of, it wears off. It wears like. off. I mean, you, you, you keep some of the things that happen with you and some insights that you gain. Like, you know, I wasn't aware of how many walls I really have put up. You know what I mean? Interesting. And I wasn't aware of like, you know, Morgan on Mushrooms is a really affectionate, warm, loving, caring, nurturing boyfriend. But normal Morgan is like not a lot of those things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Um, and uh, I try to remember like, oh, that person does live inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this person does exist. And just because like you could you can literally fake it till you make it like if you like because doing that, I know I'm capable of it, you know? Which leads me to my next question: Are we afraid of commitment? No, I'm just kidding. Because we, we uh, cause, you know, you do. Well, like, no, uh, uh, yeah. Yes, of course. Well, you know, you're doing like eight, eight different like artistic projects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think? All right. Well, let's talk about the benefits. Like, do you think there's a, a, a benefit to being, you know, creatively diverse uh, as opposed to, you know, focusing on one thing? Yeah. Um, one, I don't get bored because right. usually if I just do one thing for too long. And I start to get good at it. Once I get really good at something, I get bored with it. Right. And then I'll kind of. That's kind of how I feel about these cra- this crowd work I do with the guitar. I'm like sick and tired of this shit. You know all the ins and outs uh, of it. You know, you're mastering it. And I think uh, you just got, I'm, yeah. I'm for sure like a person that can get bored like yeah. fairly quickly. So I like trying new things. Well, you did you did, um, you did stand up or you yep. do stand up, right? You're still mm-hmm. doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, you did it on Comedy Central, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the TV cred. Mm-hmm. You then became like an MTV VJ, right? Yeah. So, you know, I want to talk about like, you know, sometimes like we work so hard for our dreams and our goals and like, you know, we're fortunate. Sometimes we're fortunate enough to get there 
right? Like as comedians, like we want to be on TV, right? We want to get that credit. Mm-hmm. We want to get whatever accolade or we want to win an Oscar or Grammy or whatever the award is, right? And sometimes we are fortunate enough to get those things. But I think when we get to that point, I feel like people have one of two realizations, like either I am meant to do this or like, I don't know if I'm meant to do this or I don't know if this is what I want. Mm-hmm. So like when you got that, you know, that Comedy Central tape, right? Like when you got on Comedy Central, uh, talk us through like initial reactions. Did it meet your expectations? You know, did it move the needle at all for your career? Right. Let's talk about that. Cause you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you think you want something and I'm learning real quick. Like what I thought were the, the, the goal lines, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like evaporating nowadays with the mm-hmm. current state of social media. It's like, we could talk about that later, but, um, talk us through like what, what that was like with the comedy central and the, yeah. So that was like a big deal for me because, uh, I moved out here to do stand up exclusively. Mm. And I didn't do stand up before when I lived in Detroit. So I started in LA and, um, you know, obviously doing it on television with the comedy central cosign is huge is a big deal. So what year was that? 2015? Um, yeah, it was like 2015. Yeah. Maybe 2015, how long were you doing? Uh, how long were you doing comedy at that point? Maybe four years. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. By the way, that's crazy. <laughs> I think like getting a TV cred within five years is a cra- is crazy. Cause yeah. I, I only got it like 11 years in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. Not, to, and I'm not saying that to be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I can't believe this guy. Fuck this guy. No, it's just like, um, it's just a different yeah, journey. You, it yeah. is. And, and you know, and my set was great. I, I killed yeah, it. Everybody killed it. It was, was awesome. Like, yeah. It wasn't like, I feel like I fumbled or anything like that. I did everything I was supposed to do. And, um, I guess like, I got to a point where I kind of was thinking about like, uh, like I think what I want to do is create more of an impact. Yeah. Uh, do something that affects more than just me because it was like a very just me. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a, you know, it's all gratification for for the person on stage really. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I kind of just thought about that and I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? It's just more. And then they were like, do you want to do a special and stuff like that? And then I was like, yeah, that could be cool. And I was like building material to do a special and stuff. How, at, the, at that point, how much time did you have? Uh, um, by, when I say that, like how much material, like comedy material did he have? You know, normally a special is like 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, they have half hour specials. I'm just for people that don't know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it probably had like a good 30 minutes. Yeah. Like a good, like solid, like 30. Um, I definitely didn't feel like I had like an hour, like just ready to go. And they're hitting you up for like pilots and. Yeah. All that stuff. You got pilots, you got Mm -hmm. ideas for shows, you got. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The whole nine, like all that stuff. And then um, I kind of just, I kind of just started thinking about like, you know, does this matter? Does this matter? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially when you're telling the same jokes, you know, if it's like the five minutes that you did. Yeah. Was it five, like seven minutes on that? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing the same jokes. You're you're running it over and over again, For right? For so long to get yeah. it perfect and to, to get it chiseled down to just exactly. And then, you know, you just kind of have these existential kind of moments where is I'm like... Is this what I'm doing? Yeah. It's just like, is this it? And then I'm just... Uh, I was like, yeah, I, I feel like I my potential, I can do something a lot... Uh, greater in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. than just like tell dirty jokes at night. Right, right. Yeah. Was there a joke in particular you would tell and then you'd be afterwards you'd be like, 
the fuck am I doing? Yeah, some dirty. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, I'm you, sure. I'm right? sure I had so many. Like my whole set is full of like dumb shit. I think I had something yeah. about like Beyonce's titties and shit, you know what <laughs> I mean? which are great and a national treasure. But yeah, still, you're just, you know. So I kind of went through like. So to, so the goal, like you know, as a comedian, you want to be mm-hmm. on TV, right? Like you reached mm-hmm. that goal. It didn't kind of meet the height that you were hoping it would. It was cool. I mean, it's cool, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was definitely cool. Like, right. I got to do a lot of, like, cool shit. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, I went to the VMAs. Like, got to meet all these people. Did who, that? Because, you know, uh, Comedy Central and MTV, or they're all Viacom daddy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, did, was that, what, did that set help lead to the VJ role? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so how did that process go, become an MTV VJ? Um, after I did the Comedy Central set. And is Adam Devine's house party? Is yep. that what it was? Yeah, Adam Devine's okay. house party. We filmed in Hawaii, which was dope. I remember that, yeah. yeah I think yeah. Neil Nanda did that too, right? Yep, Neil. Bill, Billy uh, Bonnell. Of, a lot yep. of funny people did that shit. Kevin uh, Iso. Yeah. Um, a lot of really great people. Dino Archie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really funny dudes. So that was really cool and you know, the whole, like you said, the Viacom family, everybody was like super friendly and just like, Hey man, like we love you. We want to do some big stuff with you. And I was like, cool. Like everything is going the way it should be. And, um, yeah. And you know, just meeting all the yeah. musical heroes and stuff I've ever had is just like, Oh man, this is dope. And then I was just like, I feel like I should be, I don't know, putting out something into the world that like helps people more. Right. Did you like, did you like your, uh, did you like your own material that you were like, would you buy a ticket to see you? (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I'm funny and I'm sexy. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to the show. You have to have that energy. (laughs) I I tell people like, you got at some point when you're doing art, whether it's like music, you know, painting or whatever, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you have to, I feel like you really have to ask yourself an honest question. Like, would I buy a ticket to see me and would I enjoy the show? Yeah. Because if you're not asking that question, you're not doing any sort of level. uh, What is it? Like when they check when they grade something like coming out of the manufacturing company, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Quality, quality control. Exactly. You got to be your own quality control. You do. Yeah. You absolutely do. So you were like, I fuck with me. Oh, heavy, heavy. heavy. I, yeah. I, you can't get to that point if you don't fuck with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know that. Like, absolutely. This whole town is about like, it yeah. attracts people who are just. You're like, you already got to, you know, you got to dress for the job you want. If yeah. that's a celebrity, you got to dress like a celebrity. So people think you're a celebrity and then you are a celebrity. And it just happens like that. A Snowball. little bit. Snowball. A effect. little bit. Yeah. Take notes, Telford. <laughs> you know? Oh, I am. Because right now you dress like a slam poet. We need some chains All on right. you. All right. we, need fro- we need to frost these tips a little bit harder. <laughs> I might get, yeah, I'll get them platinum. Platinum, hey. you I'm, know. Get I'm going to show up. Get a earring. No. Get an earring. Get, get two, three. Get, get two earrings. Get one here. And then get one here. Woo. And then the one on top too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And get one right here. And those piercing. Yeah. So so you go from uh, the Comedy Central thing. Do you mm-hmm. have to audition for the MTV VJ? I don't have to audition for anything. They just gave again. that shit to you? Yeah. Get out. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to. They didn't audition. even know. They didn't even check if you could read or anything. No, and I can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out perfect. I mean, I I had some like meetings with some people, and they were just like, "Are you good live?" And I was like, "We're live right now, baby. Let's go." And they're wow, like, okay. just like the swag. Mm-hmm. We're just like, and they were just that's it. It'll it'll open a lot of doors for you. Yeah. And um, yeah, everything is great. Like, it's, how long did you do the VJ stuff for? Um, I think for like a year yeah. and a half, maybe. MTV like isn't really popping like it used to. It doesn't feel like a music channel anymore. At least no, when we were, is, I don't know. How, I forget how old you are. I'm 34. I don't know. I'm 34. Right. Well, so yeah. like when we were coming up, it was like 
Beavis and Butthead was still doing the the cartoon with yeah. the music videos in between. Yeah. TRL, I, I got to be on TRL for like a segment oh, back shit. in college. Yeah. That's what's up. With it Carson? Was, no, it wasn't Carson. It was a different dude. This okay. blonde haired dude. I forget his name. Okay. But it was like a promotional event for uh, Jason Siegel's movie, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. I like and, that movie. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we like had to go, and I met a producer, a segment producer at TRL, who was like, "Do you have like a?" She like knew me. I guess she saw me at a comedy show because I started in college when I was twenty. Okay. And she was like, "Do you have any like heartbreak stories?" I'm like, "I didn't really," so I kind of made one up. <laughs> and then she was like, "Okay," so it was it was it was yeah, you know, it was all like stage and shit. So it was like, yeah. and then whoever won would go to Hawaii for like a press event, interview all the cast and shit, like all that stuff, right? So it was like me, the other guy was Rob O'Reilly, who's a comedian. Oh, yeah, Rob, yeah. Uh, and then another person. So Rob won. Nice. And he went there. But, you know, they, they picked comedians. You know, it was like comedians doing this shit, right? So, right. Um, but that was when, like, people still could request stuff. And you had, like, the, the, the teenagers outside the studio yeah, with, the, yeah. with the parents out there. And, yeah. you know. These new, new folks, they don't know anything about that. They don't and, know and that. And that's what I wanted to bring to the show was, like, at least putting people up on, like, new like artists up and coming artists and stuff like that like you know what yeah. i mean which i felt like when i watched mtv back in the day it was a lot like that like i yeah. got put up on some stuff you absolutely know? and uh i wanted to bring that to the table but you know there's a lot of uh red tape yeah you have to, you have to there's a through. lot of things yeah. that happen with that so. was there anything that was illuminated by working for mtv from that company like negative or positive that you know i'm not asking to like talk shit or anything I'm no just, no it's all good it's like, that's why i use the word illuminating because it's not like yeah you know, it's just whatever it is. It is what it is, yeah. right? Like when I did that TRL thing, I was like, oh, this shit is all fake. As f all fake. <laughs> yeah, because there's no other way you would know that. Right. So Unless I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, positive for sure. Like it was an overwhelming, like positive experience. I got to learn about how TV is made like a lot yeah. closer. I'd done television spots and stuff like that before, but never like in on such a level was I able to see how things are put into production and meeting all the people who watch in the truck and they bring this giant satellite dish out that beams it across yeah. the country to everybody. And, uh, they, you know, they let me ask as many questions as I wanted and talk to whoever you want and say whatever you want. Yeah. So it was really cool. You didn't have a producer kind of like, Hey, ask this, ask that. They kind of gave you kind of free creative reign to do that. Um, you mean like interviewing the artists? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. They for sure were like, they were tight about that. Because I'm sure some things. artists come in like, do not yeah, ask yeah. about this, right? Yeah. They and really there do were, that? And there were people that we weren't allowed to like make jokes about and stuff like that. So it was very interesting. Wow. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was cool. Damn. Okay. Um, but overall, it was very, it was a positive experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'd do it again. I, it's just. But what are they even hosting? Now they just get TikTok <sighs> people to host shit. And it, and it works. So and they're going to do what works. Yeah. And that's fine. Speaking like, of social media, like real talk, you don't kind of, you don't kind of mess with social media at all. Um, and is there, and is there a reason to that? Like, you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, look, I'm a big, it, it changed my career personally. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but with that comes a level of anxiety and stress with thinking about how much you got to post hashtags, like yeah. what to post and like your followers, what content they want to see. Um, is there a reason in particular why, you know, because you have a lot of, you have a lot of really dope ideas. Yeah, thank you. You're a dope dude. Um, and you could easily game the system to become like a huge, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like personality on this. It's, you know what I'm saying? So, it's so funny because I literally have this conversation maybe like three times a week. Oh, People, okay. No, no, which we is fine. We don't have to. We don't no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. it, 
I I like to hear that, and I appreciate that. Like, yeah. Everyone always says, like, dude, just play the game. You, you know? know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I see you're winning. I mean, real talk. You're like, winning, bro. I was talking to my <laughs> I was talking to my manager because I put out my I self produced the comedy special that I, I wasn't even going to put out. It was mostly for my old management to. Uh, I don't know, shop around town or mm -hmm. maybe like reproduce in a, in a more professional way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then nothing happened with it. And then I was going to run it at the Fringe Festival, I guess now two summers ago in 2020. And then everything shut down, right? So I was like, fuck, I'm just going to put this out on YouTube. And uh, and then I cut it up into little pieces for TikTok, like yeah. 30 seconds to 60 seconds. And then before I knew it, I had over half a million views on the Crazy. comedy special, right? And then I was talking to my new manager and he was like, Cause I'm like, hey, what's up with like 15 minute specials, half half hour specials, like you know Netflix or Comedy Central? What's going on with that? And he was like, honestly, you probably have had more people see you on YouTube and TikTok than a lot of comedians with like major creds, like like mm -hmm. late night creds. Cause I did a TV spot, I did three TV appearances on that like reality show. Oh wow! And uh, it was like the voice, but for comedy with mm -hmm. like Keenan Thompson and Chris yeah, uh, bring the funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! The legendary bring the funny with let's go comedy legend slash uh, host Chrissy Teigen. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, nah, she was cool. Everybody was super chill. But yeah, uh, and Amanda Seals was on there too, right? Amanda Seals was on there. There you go. And um, that like barely moved the needle. Really interesting. I got like an extra what, like five or six thousand followers on okay. uh, Instagram. But a TikTok hadn't been, wasn't a thing at the point at that point. Okay. And uh, I forget where we were going with this, but it like didn't really move the needle that much. Uh, yeah, we we're just kind of talking about like yeah. the impact that social media can have, right? On your right. Visibility to people and stuff like that. Do you ever feel like you're you're missing out or no? Like you. Um, sometimes, but mostly, I think there's something inside me that I absolutely will not allow anybody to tell me what to do. And I think absolutely. that if I have to like uh, I pander, that. I think to people, there's something inside me that just will not. Uh, do that. My friend who who worked at TikTok, and so often we have people like, "Hey, you got to get on TikTok. You got to get on Clubhouse. You got to post X amount of times a week. You got to do this. You got to do that." And it's like they're working off a playbook from somebody else who did mm -hmm. something nobody else did, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like I they do. only say you got to do that when somebody else is like, "I'm gonna change the game." Yeah. Because they don't know. Right. Right. And or your manager, your agent, whoever's talking to you, like you should do this, and it's like. Well, you're telling me to do what this person is, but I'm not that person. So, yeah. like, you know what I mean? But but then also, I mean... do you want, What were you going to say? You want to say something over? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I just saw this morning a TED Talk with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And he was talking about... Um, he bothers me for some reason. I really? I have, no, I have no good reason for it. But, you know, like, you, like, pick and choose people. Like, I'm sure if I met him, we hung out, I'd be like... No, he's a good I was I was tripping the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, no, he was talking about... Um, the concept of attention and, and getting attention and then paying attention and how it's different and how social media has really changed that. And uh, it's created a platform where it addicts you to getting attention. Yeah. And his main point was that attention and the, the, the craving for attention is really detrimental to creativity. Absolutely. I think about, um, you know, performing at colleges and or I'll, I'll perform for, you know, younger people anywhere between like 20 and under. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, they see that I have, you know, half a million followers on TikTok, and they're like, Oh my God, you're TikTok. Oh my God, you're famous on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they have no frame of reference and they don't know how, you know, deep the rabbit hole goes. Right. Cause for them that equates to success. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like a video with a million or 
you know, 20 million views equates to success. And I think the, the biggest hurdle, you know, Topher, you're 21, that y'all are going to have to deal with, because I think you're, you're Gen Z, right? I'm, I'm between millennial and Z, yeah. I think, like, your role models are different than our role models, because the people yeah. we fuck with, you know, worked on a craft for 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. and then they hit a big, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have somebody like Addison Ray, and I'm not trying to throw shade, because, um, like, you know, she used the system, and, like, she's got a yeah. Netflix movie, which, you know, if you saw, like, the memes about it, it's hilarious, because, like, there's literally... <laughs> her arm gets cut off in like CGI moments. It's like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like really silly, but you know, it's like, but I think you're right. I think our generation, the people we looked up to definitely follow that, like Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours type, which I still believe in. Right. Like I wouldn't have had success on TikTok if I hadn't had a decade worth of material or experience. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think you're right. This new generation, they kind of, they just kind of, they see somebody like, I want to go viral, but then they don't think like, what well, that, what are you going to do after that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're not fucking with the social media. You know? I mean, I just, honestly, I just. I, I saw your most recent tweet. It was like, adventure. And like, this is the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. Might I, really get deep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can just do, I just feel like I, I'm very aware that I'm like outside of it. So I'm yeah. just going to stay outside. And, yeah. uh. I just, but yeah. If, and you know, I'm the t- type of person, like, probably similar, like, I don't do it unless, like, I really want to do it or I'm going to, like, yeah. really do it. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, and it's interesting you said about the attention and the creativity thing. Um, sometimes when I'm working on stuff and it's not done, like, I'm not going to post, like, my process of me working on something that's incomplete. And Interesting. You I know, know, people love people, that BTS shit now. They people do. People love that BTS stuff. They do. And, yeah. and I totally get it. Um, but then sometimes... Uh, I could, I'm sensitive about yeah. when I'm working on something. You know what it is? You new. show somebody a, fi- a unfinished work and then they have feedback and you're like, yo, <laughs> I just told you it's not finished. Yeah. Don't like, I don't want feedback. I'm yeah. just showing you what I'm working on. Like yeah. you should do this. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Like mm-hmm. it's not finished. I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You know? So I get it. Yeah. That's me. Um, what do you think you create? You, you, sh- <laughs> what do you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you, uh, you struggle with creatively? Like if there is anything you struggle with, what do I struggle with creative? Oh, wow. You um, know, I, I, there's this book called the war of art. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, I'm not. Um, and it's like, it basically talks about an artist's biggest obstacles resistance. You know, it's this, uh, voice that tells you like, don't put that out or, mm-hmm. you know, that's not good enough or whatever that is. there's just all these levels of resistance like oh but somebody already did that or like oh yeah you know so yeah. if there's anything like that like a voice in your head that kind of no i really i can fight through all of that type of stuff yeah. i think for me sometimes like once i make something and i put it out i don't think about it anymore mm. and i don't know if that's like a good thing if i should like no that's good i think it helps you move on to the next piece right yeah i'm the opposite i like i had that special i sat on it for over a year okay but wow. when i put it out it was like I gave birth and like, I had all this space Yeah, to do something new, to do something new. Mm-hmm. And I, I am doing new shit. Like I'm legit, like writing real lyrics and I'm doing these like duets now on TikTok, where, you know, cause there's so many producers and musicians on there and they'd be like, Hey, drop a verse. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I stop, saw, I saw me? one of those put, yes, yes uh, bars on there. Little email, little email one yesterday. <laughs> and I was working on another one today. And it's like, one of the things I, I will say that you might, enjoy about TikTok, and i'm not telling you to do anything i'm just okay, saying what okay, you might don't, enjoy Morgan, don't tell me to i'm do not telling you what the <laughs> one of the things i do enjoy about it is that okay so I, okay how do i frame this when i first got on there and it was just an upward 
just views and followers just kept going up huge mm -hmm. like endorphin mm -hmm. just like give it to me you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> i kind of plateaued a little bit i i didn't post for like a month because i just sort of like ran out of shit uh and i think i lost like something like ten thousand followers in the course of a month right okay and you know that number is kind of like you're like damn like a small town yeah like a small city has chosen to <laughs> be like i don't I don't fuck this guy anymore, right? Yeah. And I was like, how do you not take that personally? Like yeah. 10,000 people are like, I don't fuck with you, <laughs> right? So after I realized, first of all, when the numbers do get, like if you look at somebody with millions and millions of followers, they probably lose thousands and gain thousands on a mm -hmm. daily basis, right? Absolutely. Just because when the numbers get that big, it's hard to conceptualize what's going on. But the thing about TikTok that's really cool is that you can put something out and it doesn't perform well, Nobody will see it. It just gets buried in mm. a mountain of content, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, there is kind of this liberty to... You're kind of like playing the lotto, you know? And okay. the thing that you think is unfinished or not dope might have had a, a vibe in it that you can't really articulate. Because sometimes things go viral that you're not like, why? And it's like, oh, it just has, like, this vibe mm -hmm. or whatever, you mm -hmm. know? And um, I think it's kind of a cool journey to try to find that or latch on and see what people connect with and you could just keep trying stuff out like i'm doing these duets i know i'm not the best singer on tiktok like i know for a fact i know i'm not the dopest comedian on tiktok but i could just try this shit out and uh if people fuck with it they fuck but with it but you're the best morgan though but i'm the best more no 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. you know uh, maybe more i don't I, no, i'm better than morgan freeman no <laughs> <laughs> no he's he's uh he's sus though he's sus yeah now he's sus they cancel on everybody he's yeah, sus. yeah man he's sus he's nobody's sus. safe is there um, an accomplishment that you would say that you're like really proud of that you think about a lot? I'm reading this book right now just to frame this, like sure. about how I'm into sci-fi shit, right? And this book is about how these people just uh, scientifically discover hard sci-fi. I don't know if you know the difference. Like hard sci-fi is like really based in scientific fact. Okay. And then like Star uh, Star Trek and Star Wars are like. And people just coming up with whatever. Yeah, like, oh, warp drive. We're flying through space and shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, I got you. But they, and they uh, figure out how to cure aging. Interesting. So that, you know, aging, people look at it as a, like an illness, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then a couple people decide they're going to be immortal, right? They don't age. They don't get older. So they just stay the same age forever, right? And then they're talking about how they're getting bored. They're, they've been living for like 20, 30 years. They look the same. They have all the money in the world. They got no conflict or anything. And they were saying, like, I think people, they age and they accomplish enough things. So when they're older, those those accomplishments kind of like fuel them or get, they could look back on it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they have things to look back on. Yeah. You know, so is there anything at this point in your life and career that you think you'll always look back on or something that you. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, pretty much everything that I do, I feel very <laughs> I strongly it. about. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it all proves that I can do literally whatever I want. Yeah. Even my most wildest idea, like moving to LA to start doing stand-up comedy and get on TV. Like when, when, when I worked at idea, a library. You, when you had that idea, did that ever occur to you before that point? Or were you like, no, you know it never what? occurred I'm to just me. Gonna move there and yeah, I just it was just a harebrained idea I had one day and I was just like, Yeah, let's just roll with this and see what happens. And it happened. And uh a lot of my ideas that I have no matter how wild they are, if I stick with them, they all happen. So a lot of my accomplishments are all kind of like self-fulfilling prophecies. prophecies. Yeah. 
You know so what I energy. mean? If you, if you say yeah. you can do it, if yeah. you tell every cell in your body you're going to do it. Hell yeah. If you say you can't do it, then I've learned that a lot in the last, like, mm-hmm. I mean, mostly the, co- the come up is honestly in the last two or three years, it's me like journaling, being like, I can do this. I can do that. Like nice. looking into a mirror and being like, I know this is lame, but like you are the shit. Yeah, say that. You are like you're like literally saying things like you are a star. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Believing and in yourself isn't lame. It's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. N- people, nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone, but it's like that's not lame. Yeah. You should absolutely believe in yourself. You're like the only thing that you can prove. What's the worst that could happen? You, you know stay what I mean? the same. Right, the, you know, yeah. The the worst that could happen is like the shit don't happen, but you right. still have a positive outlook, right? Yeah, but the shit will happen. So, so you, you, you never have any that. moments of doubt. No, not anymore. Not I used when, to. When did you have those moments? Um, back there was like a four year period back when I lived in Detroit when I was like from like nineteen to maybe like twenty three. I kind of yeah. Did you go uh, to college or no? Oh uh, yeah, I did. did? Okay. I went to art college and okay. um. That kind of helped with it a little bit too. Like yeah. I started to realize, I was like, uh, I went to a kind of art college too. So yeah, it's a weird. Do they? Do they? Do they? To, yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little, like two that. years in the. I was in theater school at NYU, like one of the top theater schools in the country, right? Oh wow! And I don't know if you had this experience at your school, but they're always, they're always kind of trying to discourage us from this career path. Hmm. They were like, just so you know, like this is really tough. You know, not all like they would say shit like maybe like one in five of you are going to work. Right. You know, you, and then you'd see I'd see people throughout the years like drop and made drop it, like changing the major. Yeah. And I, I thought it was just a tactic to weed out the weak yeah. people who couldn't st- who were afraid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did that ever happen in your school? Like people like they kind of yeah, discouraging you and stuff. For sure. I mean, yeah. they would just we do like critiques and the critiques would be harsh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, but that's when I really started to develop like an idea, like, wait a minute, I'm dope as fuck. It's not up for debate. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, and then they can't do anything to you. No, they can't like you're impenetrable. You're a fortress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you gotta be, you have to be like that. You have to be aggressively optimistic about whatever it is. Delusional. Not, not, and and, do, but in a way, right? Like in this town, you gotta be right. Yeah. Otherwise some of these people would never, you I wouldn't know. even say not even just in this town. I mean, in general, like there are people who work with tigers. You got to be delusional that this tiger is about to do what you say it is. Yeah. Or he's going to sense weakness and yeah. you're going to get ate, you know, you're going to get eaten for sure. Yeah. You know, I've accomplished a lot in the last like, you know, I got to say two years, but even the whole last decade or so. Right. With the yeah. work we're doing. Right. You know, um, and sometimes I wonder how much of that is me and how much of that is like having the support of a partner. Mm. You know, and I'm curious if you think there is any, if if it is necessary or if there's any validity to having somebody kind of back you unconditionally, love you and support you. Yeah. And does, and does it inspire you? I don't know. Are you seeing anybody or not? not you don't, this isn't like, I feel weird even asking you, but most <laughs> of the question is, do you think there's value in art with another partner? To, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, now this is meaning like uh, a romantic like, person having somebody like. I mean, we'll talk. I down. think about breaking up like on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And if you're like me, like that's just, the, <laughs> it, that's just how I feel, you know, yeah. and I, on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. And. I was talking to my therapist. I'm like, you know, I've accomplished a lot. And I'm just wondering, like, would I have done this not having a partner? Interesting. Anyway. Right. 
or or is, or is she giving me confidence or like a swag that I cannot really put words to? You know what I mean? Interesting. Uh, it could that could be possible. The fact that I think you're thinking about that, mm. it could be something there. Right. Um, right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, especially like having somebody to take care of the things that you're not thinking about is very helpful. Mm. I mean, like we're even right now, you've got an intern who's helping you yeah. do things that you're like, whatever. Could you do this all by yourself? You could. It'd just be a lot more work because I have to go back work. and listen to this. and Yeah. So yeah. in a way, I do think that being in a relationship or having a support system from somebody. Yeah. Are you in a relationship? I'm in a relationship so, with me. <laughs> let's go. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, are there any uh, are there any books or? <laughs> All right, that's good. That's a good answer. Are there any books? I saw this TikTok of this guy. He's like a therapist talking about like. He was he was commenting on this girl like what my person left me like mm -hmm. I don't know what to do like what if you love the like you know yeah and he was like nah you are your person yeah you are the person it takes a while to get to that though right I it mean does. I've been in relationships and long term relationships and you know you yeah it's rough it's not a smooth rip you know <sighs> yeah and, and the uh, deeper you go into the crevasse it's like oh, the crevasse it's like the harder you know yeah. metaphorically and literally you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> it's harder so i got a little salt i got a little sauce a little spicy there you know yeah and i'm i'm very sensitive when it comes to like relationships and stuff like that so i'm i'm very careful about uh who i give yourself to and or or and not like even in a you know sexual way but like who you give yeah. parts of yourself absolutely too right yeah every moment of every day you got to make a choice like is this gonna be yeah. helpful or detrimental you know what i mean yeah are they mm -hmm. helping your life are they making it okay i want to ask you um a couple more questions so okay yeah uh are there any books or types of art that you have consumed that let's just go with books first that you have consumed that have like helped you be more creative or helped you become a better artist. You know, any recommendations? This is the uh, this yeah. is Mike's book club. Mike yeah. writes book club. Um, Mike writes light reading. <laughs> uh, I read this like I think it's autobiography of like Walt Disney. Um, oh, okay, which I didn't know a lot about Walt Disney. Um, it inspired me because he did a lot of that stuff on his own, like in the beginning, like he yeah. was drawing and it, it was a lot of like people not seeing his vision and not believing in him. And, you know, to see what he ended up accomplishing and, you know, the Disney company is one of the largest companies in the world now. Yeah. So that was really crazy. Um, I also enjoyed um, Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. Yeah, I, I read uh, his biography of, I think, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah, he is. That's yeah. crazy. That's a good story, too. Walter, like, crazy biographies, mm -hmm. the way he writes about it. It's wild. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very easy to read, smooth, but I didn't know a lot about Steve Jobs as a person. Yeah. But his intense focus and kind of, he was just relentless about yeah. getting things perfect. Um, and that inspired me a lot too, yeah. to be a lot more mindful of like what I'm creating and what's the purpose of it. And is it benefiting more people than just me? Yeah. You know, definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think our karma or our positive impact level is like really like high. I think about that with all the laughter we bring, you know? Yeah. For real. I mean, I get DMS all the time. Like I was having a rough day and I watched all your, I watched literally every video of yours on YouTube. There you go. And Beautiful. it made my whole day better. So I appreciate it. 
Okay. Are there any uh, musicians or bands you're fucking with right now that you want to plug or like we, we like to, yeah, you know, talk about so, you know. Um, there's these guys, uh, Paris, Texas. I've been fucking with their new album. It's yeah. slick. Um, I like their sounds, kind of like a grunge kind of sound. It's uh, pretty, pretty. You, dope. you you consume all types of genres, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I listen to everything. I, I firmly believe that as an artist, you have to listen and consume every type of art that is yeah. out there yeah. if you want to make good stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't just be listening to you know, hip hop to make hip hop. <laughs> right. Otherwise all right. these samples or these dope beats that where would they come from without, you know? Yeah. Or all sound the same. They'd all sound the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What have you been listening to? Well, I, today was discover weekly. Oh, I don't have my phone on me. Um, but I'm trying to think of what was the last thing that I've really been fucking with. Um, this guy, I think his name is Jordan temple. I think it's what it is. Um, I could probably even pull it up on here. Let me see. This is a comedian, Jordan Temple. Oh, maybe I'm I'm confusing it. Let me see. Like songs. Unless he's making music. Unless he is making music, yeah. which isn't f- too far off. Yeah. It's uh, all in the same ballpark, I think. Oh, this artist, Remy Wolf. Yo, I, I fuck am, with Remy I Wolf. I am fucking with Remy Wolf. Because I've been seeing her ad for her new single. Yeah. But then I went and listened to like, her album, and I'm like, this girl is fucking... Yeah, very cool. Groovy. Yeah, I uh, enjoy her stuff a lot, too. Uh, yeah. Down the line is slick. I want to get her on here. I'm going to find a way. Yeah, she's really cool and very eclectic. She'll definitely come through. Oh, you know who she is? Do you know her? I know her, her music. I don't oh, know her personally. I'm sure she would come through. She's yeah. LA-based, so I would love to talk to her. Hell yeah. Um, no, but I've been messing with her. And then the other guy was I was referring to Jordan West. Okay. So he's got... Well, I'm getting these text messages now <laughs> uh like probably put it over i just like his vibe Tober, grooving to that yeah. right you buy this <laughs> i like that jordan west jordan jordan ward jordan, jordan ward. ward okay this song is called hibachi oh yeah we fuck with hibachi Oh man, bro, it's a vibe. So okay, mess um, with. But that leads to the final question. Okay, which I think you, I think, I think I sent you a clip. You know, we do. We asked what the last song you listened to on your, on your your phone is. Do you have your phone on you? Do you have uh, you know? The, and and you can't you know, whatever it is, is no judgment. You know what I mean? All right. The last see. song I had on here before I put this on was Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? <laughs> What's love got to with, do? It was just a jam. Which is a jam. Um, I think the the last song I listened to was um, Aqua Boogie by Parliament Funkadelic. Aqua Boogie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's I a see very it. strange song. <laughs> of course, uh, you picture Mike walking down and she's like, I'm the shit. I'm the shit. I'm the shit. I'm killing it. Yeah. I'm the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that was totally me like um, an hour ago. Well, bro, I appreciate you coming on. Of course, and man. Much love to you, bro. Are, is there anything you want to plug or talk about? Uh, I know we already talked about the project you're working yeah, on, but like, um, where can people find you? And yeah. we'll, t- we'll do all the tags and all that stuff. 
find me on TikTok. Um, <laughs> he's not. He's like no. He's like he'll be like honestly. Try to find me. Yeah. He throws a smoke bomb down. Like, yeah. See me here. in real life. I don't know. Give me a hug see, if you see me. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I know you are on IG a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Mike Wright. Um, that's W R I G H T. Yep. M Y K E too. That's right. Um, yeah. Is that what it says on your birth certificate? Uh, no, my real name is actually very long and magical and only few people know it. He's like Lawrence Hammerschmidt <laughs> Weinstein to the third power or whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, if you guys like the podcast, make sure to like, uh, comment, leave a review. Let us know what artists you want to hear from. Uh, you can look at me. You can look at me. Hey, you can look at me. Look at him. No, you can look find at me. Him. Look at me. You can, <laughs> you can find me. Uh, just just Google it. Honestly, at this point, it's like Woo. I use I use Linktree more than anything now. Yeah. Just hit me up in the Linktree. It's all there. You know. You'll find him. And then uh, we'll see you at the next episode. The hook. The hook.